Hello, it's us again at Delisted the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. Allison, Brittany is free. And legitimately free. And I was Not so like- overcome with emotion that I cracked. My voice cracked there. <laughs> Well, it is emotional. I, I've said this about many other things like on this podcast, so I know it's going to sound like I'm not being sincere at all. Now, I didn't know if in my lifetime I would see Britney Spears not be under a conservatorship. In your well, lifetime. Actually, actually, that's not true. I mean, I do remember a time before she was under her conservatorship because I am not 13 years old. But you know what I mean. You thought it was going, she was going to be in a conservatorship for the rest of her days. Yes, because people are evil like that, and they can make things like that happen. Okay, I didn't think that. I thought, well, when the ball started to get rolling, I figured the time was coming soon for it to end. And it happened last week. It happened pretty quickly. There was a hearing last Friday, and Mm -hmm. the subject of ending Britney's conservatorship, her 13-year conservatorship, almost 14 years, was the main subject. But some said, like, Judge Brenda Penny, who has been the judge in the conservatorship case for a while, that she would order a mental health evaluation, something that Brittany said that she did not want. But sometimes, you know, a mental health evaluation is ordered in order to end a conservatorship. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, some thought that was going to happen. What I thought was going to happen is that the judge was going to end the conservatorship for Brittany the person Yes, but yes. was going mm-hmm. to keep in place the conservatorship for Britney's money. Yeah, or they would change the name and be like, oh, it's not a conservatorship. It's, you know, this is your friendly helper who gets to help you decide how to spend your money and what to do. And like your helper can drive your car for you and your helper can answer your phone for you. Like you don't have to do all- like I thought it was going to be conservatorship under a different name. Assistant, money manager slash assistant. Yeah, because it's something a little bit more sinister. Yeah, but it's it's completely over. And the hearing itself, it seemed to be quick because, mm-hmm. you know, I think they said the hearing's going to start at one thirty. So one thirty is either one and one one thirty. So maybe it was one. And I was like, okay, I got time. I'm going to mm-hmm. make some lunch. <laughs> Take a and, bath first. Yeah, and then I got like twenty minutes later the alert that her conservatorship is over. So mm-hmm. they worked They worked quick. And Judge Brenda Penny, you know, Brittany's lawyer, Matthew Rosengart, her new lawyer, filed to end the conservatorship. So that's what they were talking about. Judge Brenda Penny reportedly, like, asked all the lawyers in the room, everybody in the courtroom. Brittany was not there. She was also not there virtually. And asked, like, if anybody had any objections. Nobody did. Imagine being that one person who had an objection. Yeah, I'm surprised someone did just to fuck with them. Well, I'm surprised her father did. So her father, you know, was her co-conservator. And he also filed um, his, I don't know, recommendation (laughs) to end the conservatorship. And many believe he wants to end the conservatorship because he's trying to save his own ass. But even even his lawyers didn't object to this. No. Well, they probably told him. It's like, you know, when you're on the Titanic, you know, when you're on the Titanic, Michael, remember all those memories of being on the Titanic? Yes, I remember. (laughs) I remember it was just yet like just yesterday. Yesterday, just a hundred years ago. No, what I was going to say is it's like being on the Titanic, knowing that the ship is going down. Victor Garber is 
I don't know where he is, but he's either not on the boat or on the boat. I can't remember. Well, he was in like the um, captain's room and he was like oh, looking right. at the picture of the Titanic or looking at the model and then all the water was coming in. Right, because he's the captain, so he goes down with the ship. He didn't like Billy Zane it. No. No. But what I'm trying to say here is when the ship is going down and you figure that some, like you know that the ship is not going to get pulled back up again, it's like, okay, just accept it. Walk away from it. Jamie Spears, don't contest this. Well, and also, you know, shit might be coming for him. So he's probably like, well, (laughs) (laughs) if I do this good deed, maybe people will forget about what's to come. But so it's over. And um, Brittany's lawyer, Matthew Rosengard, said that they put some safety nets in place and still have to transition Brittany's finances from the conservatorship to her estate. I guess the safety nets are like she doesn't blow all her money at once, which she can if she wants to, but she can. But I'll say like, I don't know about you. If you've ever had like a ton of money, I've never had a ton of money, but I can imagine if I suddenly came into a ton of money, the first thing I'd be doing is asking someone put a limit on my credit cards, make sure that my, I can only take a 300 bucks on my debit card. I've got a thousand dollar (laughs) weekly, weekly limit. I'd just be like, please help, help me from save, save me from saving myself. Yeah, and if and if you're Britney, then all your people go to the nearest Starbucks. I'm like, listen, if she, you know, uh, announces that she's going to buy fraps for everyone, the limit is this much. Yeah, she could do 20 people maximum three yeah. times a week. Yeah, maybe 30 if there's some kind of sale. I don't know if there's a sale on fraps. Probably not. But They might anyways. have BOGO. They might have holiday BOGO. We don't know. <laughs> Some kind of seasonal special. Um, Jody Montgomery, she was in charge of Britney the person. She was conservatorship of Britney the person, while Daddy Spears was conservatorship of Britney's money. She will stay on and help Britney. So maybe she's that person, like you were saying, who will help her with her money and drive her around. Yeah, because Britney hasn't really paid any bills herself since she was in her early 20s. Things have changed since she didn't have a conservatorship. That's like pre-internet banking. That's when they were still using like paper and the... No, there was internet banking then, Alice. In like 2000 and (laughs) what, 13? No, 2003. Wait, no. Oh my God. 2008? (laughs) I don't know if I was doing e-transfers in 2008. 2008. We were doing... uh, it, we were paying our bills online in 2008. No, I was still very suspicious of the internet in 2008. So you're still like my mom circa now, who still yes. pays her bills <laughs> with paper checks. Yes, you were because... still paying your bills with paper checks in 2008. Oh, I was paying it with cash. I don't want to. That's how they get you. Is when they get cash. Back. You were putting the cash in an envelope. Yes. <laughs> but what if it got lost? Well, thankfully, it never did. Or maybe it did. Maybe there's, maybe someone's, <laughs> maybe I've like run up credit somewhere. No, but I pay for my rent in cash. And then I would like go to like the, you know, the phone store. And I would say, I'd like to pay my bill this month. Yeah, that's too much work. But Brittany so, doesn't have to yeah. worry about that. She doesn't have to worry yeah, about she, that. She doesn't have to worry about that now. No. Um, And the road to the end of Brittany's conservatorship Feels like it happened pretty quickly, too. And it feels like it happened because she got to speak. So she was first put in the conservatorship in early 2008. So you were right. 
Back when they had no internet banking. <laughs> Back when we all, you know, went down to the check cashing place to pay our bills. I don't know what you were doing. But um, <laughs> it seems like the ball really got rolling this past June when Brittany finally got to talk to the court in her own words. She asked for the conservatorship to end. She called it abusive, controlling, and that she's made millions while working and she should be able to make her own decisions she called out her family for using her and treating her like shit she accused her father of being a monster controlling um you know controlling every part of her life not letting her get married not letting her remove her iud to have children we heard reports that he bugged her bedroom we've heard rumors that he has taken money from her and shortly after britney talked to the court she got to pick her own lawyer matthew rosengart he worked quick. Um, mm-hmm. They filed to get rid of Daddy Spears as conservator. That happened um, in September. And less than two months later, she's done with the conservatorship. And the Free Britney movement also, of course, jump-started a lot of this. And all those documentaries probably helped, too. Well, the documentaries definitely, and Free Britney for sure, like, they definitely helped. Because I think that some people saw Britney Spears being on, you know, the X Factor or whatever, or showing up here and there and saying, oh, well, she's like happy and smiling. Like, what's wrong? Everything's fine. Like, somebody just makes sure that they're making some decisions for her. But it wasn't until the documentaries that we, a lot of people realize, oh, no, like this person is essentially trapped in their house, allegedly trapped in their house, um, allegedly can't make a single decision for themselves. And it's sad. And I think people got really upset about that yeah i didn't i mean yeah because like you said it seemed like the conservatorship was a good thing for a while and then the free when the free britney movement started is when i started to also sit up like okay something seems off Mm -hmm. and when it just keep going and going and she's working and she's making all this money for everyone and she can't drive her own car so yeah, and Brittany, of course, celebrated on Instagram. She posted video of the Free Brittany people celebrating outside of the courthouse. She said it's the best day ever, that she loves her fans. She said she's finally free. She thanked everyone. She thanked Matthew Rosengart. She said she had her first glass of champagne since she wasn't allowed to drink while in the conservatorship. So Brittany is happy that Brittany is free. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that she got champagne. I can't believe she wasn't allowed to drink while she was under a conservatorship. Because imagine being under that. Imagine knowing that your family is allegedly stealing from you and you're not allowed to make decisions and everything sucks and you're not allowed to have a drink. Well, I don't know what meds she was like. I don't. I I mean, that could be. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, even let's say this. Uh, Britney Spears was so controlled that even if she was like, you know what? I'd really like a can of Coke right now. I'm sure there was someone being like, well, I don't know. I'm going to have to run that by so-and-so who's gonna have to run it by jamie spears then oh i just got word back you're not allowed to have the coke britney i'm sorry yeah but now she can have coke and corbell together Mm -hmm. of course because that's the most elegant duo Mm -hmm. coke and corbell so what happens next um i'm guessing lawsuits uh yeah i'm guessing that lynn so lynn spears already is involved in some multi-level marketing uh at the moment something tells me she's gonna be getting involved in a lot more of them to make some money because I think a lot of people are going to find their bank accounts kind of empty and dusty. 
Well, Matthew Rosengar has already brought on a forensic accountant to look into uh, the books, Daddy mm-hmm. Spears' books, and how he spent his daughter's money. And if there's fraud involved, they already said they're going to go after him legally. Like you said, Brittany's, her relationship with her mother is horrible. Bad. She <laughs> called out her mother, Lynn Spears, for being the mastermind behind the conservatorship, for putting the idea in her father's head, because she said her father's too fucking stupid to come up with it on his own. So she said Lynn ruined her life. Brittany has also called out her sister. And mm-hmm. she said that her f- whole family has to pay. So yeah, she got their numbers too, hussies. And mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, the money train has stopped. So I mean, the the winner in all this is the reality show industry because Daddy Spears is going to f- go on Celebrity Big Brother Jamie Lynn Spears is going to go on The mass Singer to pay her bills. Uh, yep. Lynn Spears, she's coming to Dancing with the Hasbins. Watch out. Um, Bit-Bit Spears probably going to do a reality show. Is Bit-Bit still alive? Yeah, I don't know. Well, Bit-Bit will star in Heaven's Celebrity Dog Search. Bit-Bit is probably in Heaven. Also, Michael, not to, not to uh, kick a person while they're down, but when you said that Jamie Spears is going to be on Celebrity Big Brother, is that because he needs a place to sleep? Yeah, that too. I mean, it's two birds, <laughs> He needs a guarantee two weeks. You get a check and a, and a bed. <laughs> so why not? And I think for Brittany next, she's going to get married to her fiancé. Of course, she, yeah. She said she wants another Cheeto-ling, another child. So that will probably happen. I bet I bet that will happen. I really hope that Britney Spears like gets in contact with a really good agent, like a really good agent, like Dakota Johnson's agent or something Dakota like that. Dakota Johnson's agent. Dakota Johnson, listen, she doesn't do bad work. Um, have you seen 50 Shades of Shit? I got there's three bad works right there. Well, listen, sometimes the person needs a check. Sometimes they, sometimes the person doesn't want to pay their rent with cash in an envelope But you said she doesn't do bad work. Well, that was a long time ago, Michael. Wasn't that like five years ago, the last one? I don't don't even know if it was five. (laughs) It was three. It was last year. (laughs) It's too soon for a reissue. I'll say that much. The DVD reissue. But what I'm trying to get at is I hope that she gets a good agent and gets, like, if she wants to work that she gets to pick really good projects that she's not being exploited. Yeah, Crossroads, the sequel, com- coming soon. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the curious case of the down-and-out queen. Not me, who is a down-and-out queen. We're talking about the real queen, the Queen of England, Elizabeth. So for a while now, the queen, she's been MIA from public events. She's appeared virtually, like she appeared virtually at the um, Climate Summit, COP. 26 yeah climate summit but the last time she showed up in an event like showed up actually showed up live and in person was october 19th right so about a month ago yeah since then she's canceled event after event because of doctor's orders um it's not that shocking since she's 95 that's that's pretty old that's old even for old people and Last month, the Queen canceled a trip to Northern Ireland, where she was supposed to do a bunch of events. Her trip to the COP26 summit in Glasgow was canceled. Um, She spent one night in the hospital, and Buckingham Palace said at the time that it was just a cautionary measure. Then she was put on rest for two weeks and was told to do light desk duty. Desk duty? (laughs) You know, push papers around. (laughs) Refill the stapler. 
Yeah. <laughs> Make sure there's enough paper cups at the uh, water cooler. Water cooler. Yeah, all that. So that she, she was told to do that. She was supposed to make her return to public events this past weekend during the Remembrance Day ceremony, which is a ceremony that pays tribute to those who died in war and other conflicts. And it's an important one for the Queen, and she hardly misses it, but she missed it this Yes. And it's because it's because she's, you know, getting over things. She's getting over being sick and resting up. Yes. Yeah, they said like on Thursday, she they basically reconfirmed that she was going to be at the ceremony. But the day of uh, the ceremony, they said that um, she's disappointed, but she won't be able to make it because she sprained her back. Sprained her back. Oh, my gosh. Everything's happening to this 95-year-old woman. Well, I thought she was supposed to be on. I thought she was supposed to resting. Well, she they, she was on desk duty, Michael. So maybe they asked her to refresh the magazines, and she picked up a stack of magazines that was too heavy, sprained her back. Or they told her to um, refill, you know, the sparklets water cooler, that big ass thing. I used to hate yeah. doing that. That was <laughs> oh, always seemed terrible. to always be my job in offices. And I'm like picking the weakest bitch in here. Just, they're just doing it so they can make fun of my ass when it spills everywhere. That's probably what they made her do. But, you know, bed rest and she blew her back out. What is she, <laughs> she blew her back out. Well, she blew her back. What is she doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing, Queen Elizabeth? Your husband's not around. I understand. You need to take better care of your back. The queen has needs. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so she she messed up her back. She couldn't make it. And this year, yeah. you know, the queen, she's dealt with the like you mentioned, the death of her husband, mm-hmm. her husband of a million years, Prince Philip, died at 99 in April. She's also dealing with Andrew, who some mm-hmm. say is her favorite. You know, he's being sued by Virginia, uh, Virginia Jufre for sexually abusing her when she was a minor and a victim mm-hmm. of Jeffrey Epstein. The queen is supposedly paying his legal bills, so she has that to deal with. And, of course, the monarchy is continually getting dragged for being dusty, you know, with the way that they handle, like, Meghan Markle, for instance. So, yeah. So it's not great. But also, I mean, here's the thing, Michael. Tell me I'm wrong about this. Um, I wish that they would just be honest. Like, I wish someone would just come up and say, okay, the queen is 95. She's an old woman. She's very old. And if she sits on a chair the wrong way, she's going to break a hip. She does, She's not going to work anymore. Okay? She's staying home. She's watching TV every day. She's going to retire. She's still alive. Yeah, she's still alive. She's not going to give Charles the crown yet, but like, leave her alone. She's she doesn't need to work. She's 95. Yeah, she's part-time. She's going to mm-hmm. just do part-time, some part-time freelance work for, mm-hmm. for the time being. But I know, Allison, that you wanted to talk about the conspiracy theory. You know I do. She's <laughs> that dead, she's That the queen that, is dead. Yeah, that this is like a weekend at Bernie's situation. Yes. Oh, so that's what they think? No, I no, they're not like weekend at Bernie's in her, which of course, in, if you have not seen the classic film, and I say film because it's probably in the Criterion Collection, weekend at Bernie's, uh, you know, a, a man dies, uh, these uh, these two fellows, their boss dies, but then they have to keep him alive. And anyways, the point here is, there's theories on the internet that, que- that the queen is either not alive or not doing well. I know I've read that one, that people are saying she's just in her bed. And she's, you know, they're taking their time and whatnot. But I, 
you know, and they're just kind of releasing things like saying like, oh, she's totally going to be at this event on Friday. And then Friday morning comes and they're like, oh, whoopsies. She sprained her ankle. She can't come to it. Or like, oh, she had some she had a bad cookie and she doesn't feel so good. Her tummy is sick. I don't necessarily believe in the conspiracy theories that that is what's going on. But it kind of also wouldn't surprise me. Like if I was if I was 95 and I was at home, I'd be like, people probably think I'm in bed sick because I'm very old right now. So they think that people like on Twitter that think that she's already dead, they think that the palace is keeping it a secret, like they're waiting for the right time to announce it. Exactly. Yeah. She was photographed on November 9th. But was it her, Michael? I don't know. That I don't know. It could have been a a decoy. I don't know. But um, yeah, since we're on the subject of this morbid subject, um, like I read a little bit about like Operation London Bridge, which people have mentioned, but Operation London Bridge doesn't say anything about not like not announcing it. Like they, Operation London Bridge is what is the um, protocol of what will happen when the queen dies. And some of it has leaked. And, you know, it's like when the queen passes, the prime minister will be told and then hire cabinet members. And then, you know, the household will issue a statement and then the the flag will be half mass. And then Prince Charles will get his paws around the crown and give a statement. Yeah, I don't think we're at Operation London Bridge right now. I don't think like I here's the thing. I'm going to go on record. I believe the queen is alive right now. But I also think that the queen maybe is too old to be doing public events, but they don't want to announce that. Yeah, that even, that that would yeah. make sense. But she yeah, but even like, though everyone everyone would accept it though, like what like what that's what I'm saying is nobody would be like, oh my gosh, the queen can't go to this uh, whatever bakery opening in Leeds. We'd be like, yes, she's old. Of course, she can't do that. Well, maybe because if she can't do events anymore, then she needs then they feel like she needs to abdicate and then. Prince Charles gets his paws around that scepter. And right. I don't know, because when I see her at events, she seems fine to me. She seems yeah. healthy to me. I don't. Her skin looks I, good. Yeah, I think she's still alive. I think she's probably going to live past 100. I wouldn't surprise me. So, yeah, that's what I think. But so, while we're on the subject uh-huh. of the royals, um, you yeah. watched The Crown, right? Yes, every okay. season. Okay, can we talk about this? Because yes. I never watched The Crown, but several people have told me that I would love season three. And a lot of people were like, just go to season three, skip season one and two. But I can't do that. You know, it's weird. I can't do that. It's just the control person in me, I can't do that. So I'm like, I'm going to watch season one and two. So I finished season one. It took me probably six weeks to get through this shit. And now season two, I... I'm having such a hard time getting through it. I fall asleep all the time. It's like fucking school, honestly. It's like a history <laughs> class. It's like I should be watching it on like one of those big heavy TVs on a cart in a classroom with my head on the desk. The, the one it, that they wheel in? Yes. that It's because it's so, so boring. And I'm just like, I have to get through this so I can get to season three. And I know I'm probably already going to be bored by season three because it's been hyped up so much. And I'm already so bored by season one and two. So does it get better? It does. I will say that season two is easily the most boring one. It's really boring. Season one was pretty fucking boring, too. They're both like, mm -hmm. so boring. So they should just make the queen watch season one and two of her own 
life and she'll fall asleep. She'll ha- get so much rest. I've gotten <laughs> so much rest from watching it. She'll live to be 120. Okay, so next week is American uh, Thanksgiving. It snuck mm-hmm. up right on me. It was summer and suddenly we're buying turkeys. <laughs> mm-hmm. So last year, we talked about the most popular Thanksgiving dishes in each state, according to this site called Zipia. Zipia <laughs> is a job search site, like a career building site. So what they have to do with Thanksgiving sides. Someone, someone had to do some work that day. <laughs> Somebody had to look busy. <laughs> someone on the Zipia staff was like, uh, oh, here's what I'm working on. <laughs> I'm going to build. I'm going to build my career of making stupid Thanksgiving lists. Because mm-hmm. that's what this is. And so, um, this year they put together a list of the most popular Thanksgiving side dishes of each state. They do it by following Google Trends. So this is as accurate as accurate can be, pretty much. Science. Yeah. There's no fact checking needed for this. So Allison. What do you think is the most popular Thanksgiving dish, side dish, according to Zipia.com, in Florida? Uh, Everyone's favorite state of Florida. What is the number one Thanksgiving side dish? My, I'm torn because I feel like it's Cheetos, but then I also think it might be gator meat. Close. Okay. It's rolls. It's very rolls. Rolls is shocking for Florida. Well, probably so they can sneak in the meth easier because you just make a little hole in. Yeah, make a little hole in the center and you put stuff here. Okay. What do you think is the most popular Thanksgiving dish in my home state of California? It's not Botox, surprisingly. (laughs) It's not a glass of water or Botox. I want to guess something very classic like mashed potatoes. Yes. Very boring mashed potatoes. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the most popular Thanksgiving dish in Texas? It's not COVID, surprisingly. <laughs> what do you think it is? In Texas, I don't want to give a stupid answer like steak. I think it's, oh, I don't know. Texas is hard. Like sweet potatoes? Mashed, you know the dish where it's the mashed sweet potatoes? Think, that's not it, but think Carol Channing. Corn! Corn! It's creamed <laughs> corn. Creamed corn! Creamed corn! <laughs> That somehow makes the Carol Channing joke worse. I know. I know the visuals. So mashed potatoes was the most popular with nine states. Rolls mm-hmm. is the most popular in four states. There's some weird ones like stuffed mushrooms is the most popular in Alaska. Um, stuffed mushrooms is a that is crazy to be. That does not that's not a Thanksgiving side dish to me. It it's more like a Thanksgiving hors d'oeuvre. Yeah, or like to me, it feels like an engagement party hors d'oeuvre. Yeah, I've never been to a Thanksgiving where I've been served a tray full of mushrooms. Um, cauliflower mashed potatoes is popular in Delaware. Cauliflower okay. mashed potatoes. I mean, citation needed. I don't mm-hmm. believe that. Idaho loves a side salad. Shouldn't they love potatoes? Yeah, like a tater tot casserole or anything other than side salad? Yeah, no. A side salad. Imagine going to someone's Thanksgiving, by the way. There's a turkey on the table, and then you sit down. And they're like, here's your turkey. Here's your side salad. Enjoy. And your cream corn. And your, cream- <laughs> and your um, one roll. Hash brown ca- casserole is big in Kentucky. North Dakota loves fruit salad. Citation That's- needed for that. I- is it because in North Dakota they could only get results from one person's house? And it was some weirdo who only eats fruit salad? 
They're like, I don't want Probably. any turkey. I don't want any potatoes. I just, I want to eat this fruit salad. <laughs> That's the only explanation, yeah. Um, New York loves sweet potatoes with marshmallows. Rhode Island loves glazed carrots. And two states, Minnesota and Missouri, love the charcuterie board. That's a good, that's not a side dish to me. That's the whole meal. No, that that straight up is an appetizer too. Isn't that an appetizer? It's definitely a starter for sure. But you can make a meal out of it. And I don't know who they were asking in Minnesota and Missouri. They were probably just like analyzing the Google trends of women named Kaylee. Yeah. They're like, okay, they love charcuterie board over there. Yeah, they're just, all they're on is on Instagram being like, what's been tagged the most in Missouri? Charcuterie board. It's still good though. I, I would rather have charcuterie, charcuterie, charcuterie board than fruit salad. Or a side salad. Yeah. Or what? Okay. What, I always forget what your favorite is. You know what? I, I'm going to go back and forth. I'm sure. I'm sure if we go back and listen to last year's episode, I'll have something different. Mine is stuffing slash dressing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yours, yes. yours is potatoes and gravy. No. Mine is, which nope, this didn't make the list at all, is canned cranberries. But like oh, the right. jolly kind. I love it. It's my favorite thing. I can eat it with a spoon. But this country has no taste because it didn't make any, it didn't make the list. More for you, Michael. Yeah. Only in my state. The state of despair. The state of giving up. Michael, wedding bells. Big congratulations. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that's the wedding merch, right? Yeah. Oh wait, what's the one that's like da 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 da? Is that the same song? Yep, I'm pretty okay. sure it is yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> the bridge. <laughs> oh boy, Paris Hilton got married. She got married. Oh, crickets. Like crickets. Crickets. Tumbleweeds. <laughs> to Carter Reume. More crickets. Paris Hilton. I feel like was engaged. Tell me I'm wrong about this. Paris Hilton feels like she was engaged. 10 times four times i think and it's sad that i know this and i think i can say who um paris last lastis mm-hmm. um oh my god maybe i can't name them all uh the oh, fuck i don't know then i think uh not who's nachos the... she was not engaged nachos. Nachos. no i don't think they were engaged who's the last one she was with was it another dj it was another like broy white guy. Anyways, uh-huh. she I think three or four times she's been engaged. Yeah. Was she with the guy was she engaged to the guy who dated Misha Barton? Brandon Davis? No, not Brandon Davis. <laughs> obviously, obviously we shouldn't have been invited to Paris Hilton's wedding because we can't we can't name her uh past uh relationships or engagements. But she got married. We've talked about her um engagement before on the podcast because we talked about her beautiful wedding registry which people probably had to buy a lot of stuff off of because she got married well she got married once but it was a three-day thing and she got married at her great-grandfather's estate lots of people went there was like a mini simple life reunion nicole richie was there michael when somebody gets married over three days do you have to buy them a present for each event for her probably yeah you're not showing up empty-handed 
yeah, she she wants she wants something. And you know what? What's today? She got married on Thursday. Today is Tuesday. Yeah. They're still married as we know it. So congratulations to odds. her. Yeah, they totally yeah. beat the odds. Yeah, I mean, it could be Thursday. Well, it's only two days till Thursday. That's a whole week. That's who knows. Let's not count our chickens before they hatch. Speaking of other wonderful engagement news, Taylor Lautner, remember, remember him? him? Twilight? <laughs> Taylor Lautner was the wolf in Twilight. He was a wolf, right? Yes. A werewolf? Yes. That was his thing. He was a werewolf, yeah. Jacob. Yeah. Jacob? Jacob. Jacob. Yes, because Edward was the vampire. So Taylor Lautner got engaged to his girlfriend. Her name is, wait for it, Taylor Dome. She's a YouTuber, right? I believe so. Yeah. She's some kind of social media person. And so he they got engaged. I do love that when certain media outlets, certain air quotes, People Magazine, are talking about this engagement, they call her Tay. Oh, they call him Taylor and her Tay? Tay. Taylor Come on, people. Tay. We know her name's Taylor. Just call him Taylor Taylor. Yeah, t- Why not? Taylor, Taylor squared. And mm-hmm. you know what I love about this engagement? So they uh-huh. posted pictures and he proposed to her in front, like in his backyard, Yeah, I guess. And he has like a neon sign with his last name on it. Who does that? Lautner. Well, somebody. Besides Paris this. Hilton, probably. But yeah. yeah, Paris Hilton's like, oh, no, I made a mistake. Shit. I picked the wrong man. <laughs> <laughs> she ran away brides it on Wednesday. I'm coming for you, Taylor. Well, I was going to say, somebody who's in the Twilight franchise gets a neon sign that says Lautner. I can't even say that, though, because that definitely isn't an Edward thing. No, and if you're going to do that, at least get a neon sign that says Taylor, because your your fiancé's name is Taylor, too. So it couldn't be for both of you. Multitask. Yeah, the last name thing. He didn't think ahead. But he did think ahead in his proposal because he gave a shout out to uh, at ring concierge for the ring. So I have to applaud his ability to at ring concierge. He yeah. couldn't even get K jewelers. He couldn't get Jared. <laughs> he he nope. had to get at ring whatever. What's the one that all the bachelors and bachelorettes do? Harry Winston. Yeah, no, that that's no. probably too. <laughs> you're, that's reaching for the stars. Really. That truly is. Yeah. Ring concierge came through for both of the tailors. Yeah. And there go there goes the gay rumors, I guess. Because he, he dealt with gay rumors a lot. He did. Yeah. But so. now, now he's marrying a tailor and they're going yeah. to be the tailors. So. Yeah, he's not a homosexual. He's a tailor sexual. There's, tr- there's truly nothing more hetero than when they will turn their Instagram account to just be like at the tailors. That will and that will happen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael, did you see the movie Catwoman from two thousand and four? Several times, yeah. It's great. I think I saw it in the movie theater a couple times. I'm not joking because I love Sharon Stone and I love shitty movies. Yeah, and Halle Berry acts her face off in it. Well, you know what? She did a good enough uh, job that she was rewarded with um, an award at, during award season. It was a Razzie, but still. So a lot of people obviously think that Catwoman is bad. They're wrong, but that's okay. Um, And so Halle Berry obviously will be asked about Catwoman forever. And she said that she would love to remake Catwoman if she could. Would you, okay, would you sanction a Catwoman remake? Starring Halle Berry? No, so Halle Berry would direct. She just directed her first movie. So she said like she would love to remake it and direct it 
and oh, so she's like not a... going to be in it? Okay, yeah. I don't think so. Okay, yeah. But here's the thing, though. Here's what Halle Berry said. She said that she would want to make it more focused on men and women. And she said that she would want to have Catwoman saving the world and not saving women from having their faces cracking off. Which, if you've seen Catwoman, you know the whole plot line is about Catwoman fighting against an evil cosmetic CEO. Yeah. Which, I think that's a perfect movie. I don't know why she's trying to remake the wheel here. So you don't sanction this? I can't. No. I can't. Well, she she'd, is... have to, she'd have to call it something else. Feline woman. Cat lady. <laughs> meow. <laughs> Feline. <laughs> Me- meow female. Meow female. Meow female. No, what she should make a movie of is her Flintstones character. Remember her? Oh, Sharon, Sharon her Stone. Sharon Stone. Stone, yeah. yes. That's who I want a prequel of, or that's what I want yes. like, a reboot of. That's what we need. Yeah. Or I want the Halle Berry cut where she just cuts together the Flintstones, but only Sharon Stone scenes. Exactly. That, that's, yeah, the, the stone cut. Michael, what's your best recipe that you can make? If you had to whip up, if you had to whip up something really quick, what would you make? Like without using a book or anything? Egg, yeah. Boiled eggs. <laughs> okay. Well, you're at least one step above Pete Davidson because he can't boil water. He said on a podcast that he, his, his like go-to recipe is a ramen recipe. And it's just cup of noodles. He says, I go to Costco. This is a direct quote. I go to Costco and I get the pre-made ramen noodles and go home. And since I don't know how to boil water, since I'm dumb, I go to the Keurig and I use the hot water from that. Doesn't that make like coffee water? Uh, Well, you know what? I don't know because I've never made cup of noodles with a Keurig. (laughs) Maybe Pete Davidson is like a, maybe his taste is more refined than us. Maybe he enjoys coffee water ramen. Yeah, maybe that's the future. Of ramen is coffee infused and <laughs> like he's joking everyone knows how to boil water i think so but i mean we always hear stories of like that one friend who tried to boil water and they let it go on too long and then they burned the um teflon right off the pot all the water absorbed and then they're just burning a black pot yeah he could do that but he's so probably he- going to learn because you know he's dating kim kardashian and when you're talking to a Kardashian, you're probably like so bored that you're like, you know what? I'm going to go teach myself how to boil water right now. <laughs> because like staring at a pot of water slowly boiling is more exciting than talking to this shit. Yeah. They're like a watch pot never boils. He's like, well, I'll put that to the test. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> All right, Michael, I have a last question for you. Um, if you were to work out in a gym, where would you go to the bathroom? I would not. I would go home. Okay, well, The Rock doesn't do that. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We learned this week that The Rock uh, pees in water bottles. And he explained that the gyms that he works out in often don't have bathrooms. So after he's done, like, drinking a water bottle, he'll just pee in it. And that's that. And it's because he doesn't want to break up his routine. I think he's fine. He's got so so many muscles that it's not like all it's not like a 10 minute break. All of a sudden his muscles are going to (laughs) atrophy. Yeah, and he tells this story, I think, more than once. So it's like he really wants us to know that he's peeing in bottles. And my <laughs> question is, because as someone with a penis who has peed in a bottle, it's not that easy unless your dick is like a straw, like skinny like a straw. Oh, you can... the, the Rock might want to stop telling this story then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I'm like picturing, like, does he get a funnel or like a go-girl? A go-girl. He, <laughs> he pees into the go-girl and then it goes into the water bottle and then what does he do with the water bottle oh if he's one of those rude people that just leaves the water bottle in the gym and then leaves 
Oh no, we would have seen it on eBay. Someone would have been like, this nasty bitch, The Rock is pissing in water, but I'm gonna sell it on eBay. <laughs> on dollars. So, in honor of Britney Spears finally being free from her conservatorship, we wanted to end the show with a little segment dedicated to Britney Spears. Specifically, we wanted to name our top three Britney Spears songs. So, Michael, I want to start with you. What is number three for you? Okay, was this, we talked about this earlier, and you said it was easy for you. It was, okay, it was easy because the songs came immediately to my head, but then narrowing it down to three yeah. was difficult. I yeah, could that, give you my top ten. Yeah, that's that's what I was like, maybe we should have done top ten, because I, like, we, we decided to do this yesterday, and I've been yeah. thinking about, thinking about, I've been listening to songs, and mm-hmm. it's hard. Like, a, a top really ten, hard. yeah, because, like, Lucky and Criminal are my favorites, but they didn't make my list. Yeah, so. same thing. I had to cut Lucky. And yeah, I was I, like, that's, I that's unfair. Lucky, that lucky should be there. <laughs> that hurt. I was like, yeah. Lucky should be there. Okay, so my number three is on the a lot of lists of like the worst Britney songs. Okay. And it's called Email My Heart. Okay. It's <laughs> I'm from aware of that. her first album in 1999. <laughs> it's one of her weirdest songs. That's why I like it. Um, it's stupid. Like the lyrics are really stupid. It's basically Brittany is waiting for her loved one, her lover to email her. <laughs> That's something we can all relate to back in 1999. You listen, we could. And so th- another reason why it's my favorite, because so when she did like interviews for her album, right, <laughs> they asked her about email my heart. And she said, "Everyone um, has been doing emails, and email, uh, and it's email my heart. So it's a uh, um, everyone can relate to that song. It's a really nice song. <laughs> I love her. It's po- a poet. <laughs> so what's your number three? Um, okay, so my number three is Break the Ice. I wish that my number three was just the whole album of Blackout, but that would be breaking the rules because we're trying to narrow down songs." So I love Break the Ice because the, it's one of those ones where obviously Britney's singing is great in it. She has so much range. It proves that Britney has got like an incredible voice. But it's the very beginning music that if you listen to Break the Ice, that beginning part that's like, do, 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 it'll stuck, be stuck in your head for three weeks afterwards. But it's enjoyable. It's not a bad type of annoying. And also the music video for it is very cute. It's Britney Spears animated in like this futuristic like anime kind of thing. I don't it's... remember that. I gotta look that up after this. Okay. But that's my number three is Break the Ice. That's probably my favorite song from Blackout. Okay. So what's your second favorite? Okay. My second favorite song is Perfume. Okay. It's from her 2013 <laughs> album, Britney Jean. It was co-written by Sia. Britney mm-hmm. has a writer credit on on it too. Uh, the song was apparently about her split with Jason Trawick. Trawick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much a per- perfume commercial, like to promote yeah. her, her perfumes, which I've never smelled. But that's what I mean. I like the way her voice sounds in it. Like Britney is not really known as a singer, but I like the way her voice sounds in it. She gets like deep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm gay, so I love a song about tortured love and love that mm-hmm. cannot be. So, and I, and I do like the video, but 
I mean, the video is kind of boring. Okay, the video is boring, actually. I'm not sure if I like that much. But, like, the original <laughs> video was supposed to be, like, she kills him and shit with her perfume. And I was like, that would have been much better. That so, would have been, like, a top five video. What's your second? So, my second is cheating a little bit because it's not a complete Britney song. It's a Britney remix. So, it's the Till the World Ends remix featuring Kesha and Nicki Minaj. So, I love Till the World Ends, just Britney. Like, it's good. It's a good song. But I find that the remix with Kesha singing the chorus and Nicki Minaj kind of like um, peeking in at the beginning is really, really enjoyable. I it, Like you said before, it's like Britney's really not known for, like, for her singing or whatever, but her voice is really, really good in this. It's edited really well. I love when Britney's voice sounds a little bit robotic. But also Till the World Ends is like, it's a song that gets people going too. It's really fun. All right, last. What's your last one? Uh, Toxic. That was a no-brainer. I mean, words are not necessary. Um, But it was originally for Kylie Minogue. Mm -hmm. She turned it down and went to Britney. And it was also co-written by Kathy Dennis, who I love. Kathy Dennis, if you don't know, she was like uh, a singer from like the 80s and 90s. She sang like, come in and get my love, come in Uh and get my love. Or she had, what's that other song? Like, touch me. All night long. You don't know. Okay. And she always would wear cat suits with like a hole cut out in her cleavage area. Like that was her signature. Anyways, she was a pop singer and then she writes songs for people. So she wrote Toxic. So it's Kathy Dennis plus Britney. You can't go wrong. That's so good. And the video is great for it too. And you're number one. Crazy. I love crazy. 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 I love it so much. It reminds me of high school. It reminds me, and like, I I wasn't like a huge Britney fan in high school, but like that song is fun and it makes you feel good. The video is so weird because obviously it's like a commercial for Drive Me Crazy, the movie with yeah. uh, Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian mm-hmm. Grenier. And I don't care. I don't care that I'm being marketed towards. It's so good. I love Crazy. And Britney's hair has never looked better than Crazy. You mean her weave. That's a weave. It for sure is, but I don't even care. And her outfit too, like that sparkly green like tube top with the black pants. I would have given anything to have that outfit in high school. And I wasn't going to pull it off. So I had no business wanting it. But I Well, you can have it now. Go to Fashion Nova. I'm sure it's there. Shane. (laughs) Shane. (laughs) Shane.com. I'll look for it when we're done. Okay, that ends our Britney-fied episode of this podcast. It's also our Thanksgiving episode. Thanksgiving and Britney. Britney giving? Spears giving? Giving thanks for Britney. Brits giving? (laughs) Thanks, Nee. Thanks, 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 Nee giving. There it is. (laughs) So we'll be off next week for American Thanksgiving, but Mm -hmm. we'll be back in December. I think December 1st. It's already fucking December. So so we'll be back for December. So happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble, Michael. Gobble, gobble. 